Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 92, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! It's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So welcome back boys and girls, you know what day it is, it is Moose Day Tuesday. So today, let's moo like someone has just bet you that you can't moo 25 times in 5 seconds. Ready? 3, 2, 1, go! Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. That was 40 moos, Dave. That was some speedy mooing. Yeah, it sure was. So, what have you been up to today, Marv? Oh, not much, Dave. Yeah, I was just doing some homework there. Oh, I see. So, what subject today? Oh, mathematics, Dave. Yeah, specifically calculus. Okay, good work. So, did you get it all done? Yeah, I did, Dave. Yep, I am as free as a bird. Great. Well, in that case, Marv, let's get right to it. Now, today's reading is going to sound a little bit familiar because Paul is going to circle back to the whole can we eat meat that's been sacrificed to false gods question. Okay, yeah. Still not too keen on the whole meat-eating thing, but yeah, I get it, Dave. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, we're not going to read verses 14 to 22, but in there Paul says that if you know this stuff has been involved in the worship of false gods, then keep away from it. Not because the little statues of gods are in any way real, they're not, they were just lumps of stone and wood, but those statues and worshipping those statues, well, that goes against God, it's demonic, and so if you love God, then, well, why would you want to be involved in any way with any of that stuff? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we're going to pick it up in verse 23, and there Paul says, look, if there's meat for sale in the market, or someone serves you meat, you don't have to go full-on detective and check and double and triple check that it wasn't at any point involved in a sacrifice to a false god. If you don't know and nobody tells you, well, just eat it. Because, you know, even if it was sacrificed to a statue, still just meat. Does that make sense? Hmm, well, kind of, Dave. Okay, let, let's try it this way. For Paul, the question isn't actually about whether you should be allowed to eat the meat. Sacrificed or not, it's just meat. Everything in the world belongs to God, so a sacrifice to an imaginary God doesn't change what the meat is. It's still just meat. Okay. So the question actually is, well, what message or what story does eating the meat tell? So if eating the meat sends a message or tells the story that you're okay worshipping a statue as well as worshipping the one true God, well, then don't do it. Okay, yeah, I think I got it, Dave. So it's not about the meat itself, it's about what message eating the meat sends. Yeah, that's it. Good work, Marv. Okay, so here's the question to listen for today. Right at the end, Paul says he looks out for the interests of others. And then he says why he does that. So that's the question for today. Why does Paul do that? Okay, so why does Paul look out for the interests of others? Got it. Great. Okay, Adam, over to you. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. You say that I have the right to do anything, but not everything is helpful. Again you say I have the right to do anything, but not everything builds us up. No one should look out for their own interests. Instead, they should look out for the interests of others. Eat anything sold in the meat market. Don't ask if it's right or wrong. Scripture says the earth belongs to the Lord, and so does everything in it.
Suppose an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, then eat anything that is put in front of you. Don't ask if it's right or wrong. But suppose someone says to you, this food has been sacrificed to a statue of a god, then don't eat it. Keep in mind the good of the person who told you, and don't eat because of a sense of what is right and wrong. I'm talking about the other person's sense of what's right and wrong, not yours. Why is my freedom being judged by what someone else thinks? Suppose I give thanks when I eat, then why should I be blamed for eating food I thank God for? So eat and drink and do everything else to the glory of God. Don't do anything that causes another person to trip and fall. It doesn't matter if that person is a Jew or a Greek or a member of God's church. Follow my example. I try to please everyone in every way. I'm not looking out for what is good for me. I'm looking out for the interests of others. I do it so that they might be saved. Thanks, Adam. So, Marv, why does Paul look out for the interests of others? Oh, yeah, it was right at the end there, Dave. It said so that they might be saved. Yep, that's it. Paul says to the Corinthians, listen, you guys are asking the wrong questions. You're asking for rules. You want me or someone else to give you a list of things that you should do and a list of things that you shouldn't. You know, should we eat this meat or shouldn't we? What if the person is a Jew or a Greek? Are there different rules for them? Tell us what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do, and then we'll know who's right and who's wrong. But the thing is, following Jesus is not about following a set of rules. Following Jesus is about always asking, how can I glorify God? How can I point the people around me to Jesus? Not, what am I allowed and not allowed to do, but how can I serve others? I may be allowed to do something, but I'm still not going to do it if it's not good for the people around me. Paul says, you guys are asking for a guide on how to live for yourself, but we're Christians. We don't live for ourselves. We live to glorify God, and so we should always be putting others before ourselves. Okay, yeah, I see. So, boys and girls, we heard a very famous verse today, and it says, So eat and drink and do everything else for the glory of God. That means we play football to the glory of God. We do our homework to the glory of God. We tidy our room to the glory of God. We practice a piano to the glory of God. Should I go on? Uh, No, Dave, I'm good. I got it. We do everything for the glory of God. That's it. Now, it's easy to glorify God when we go to church together because we're with a whole group of people who are singing praises to God and we're reading the Bible and we're hearing about how great God is. But it's maybe a bit harder to glorify God, well, when your mum and dad tell you to go and do your chores or when someone says something mean at school. Oh, yeah. But Dave, how do you glorify God when those things happen? Well, Marv, we do what God would want us to do. So, and I know you won't like this, Marvin, but you don't go and do your chores with a big grumpy face and complaining about it. You do it with a good attitude and you do the very best job that you can. Mm. And if someone says something mean at school, and now I'm not talking about bullying or if they're being mean all the time. If that's happening, you need to tell an adult you trust because that needs to stop. But either way, we don't respond to hate with hate. We shouldn't say horrible things back to them or try to get other people to be mean to them. We should treat them better than they have treated us. Gosh, that's hard, Dave. Yeah, it is, Marvin. Really hard. But by living our lives differently, very differently, we can glorify God because our lives can show people the difference that following the one true God makes. We can show that our God is great and loving and good. So, boys and girls, what did the rest of your day today look like? What's on your schedule? Or, if you're listening to this in the evening, well, what are you doing tomorrow? 
Oh, I'll have cowball practice tomorrow, Dave. Okay, Marv, so how do you think you can glorify God at cowball practice? Hmm, well, well, let's see. Well, I guess if Hector hoofs me like he usually does, I could not hoof him back, you know, like I usually do. Okay, yeah, that's good. And maybe I could help Coach Barry carry all of his stuff back to the barn? Okay, yep, that's good too. Oh, and yeah, then sometimes everyone laughs at Clarence the Clumsy Cow, because, you know, he always trips over his own hooves, so I guess I could be nice to him and make sure he's okay, you know, instead of laughing at how dumb he looks. Okay, yes, and Marvin, you know, if you did all that, well, I bet that Hector and your coach and Clarence would all think, huh, there's something different about Marvin. Oh, yeah, I bet they would. So what about you, boys and girls? How can you glorify God and show the people around you the difference that following our amazing God makes? And I think we'll leave it there for today. So we will say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow with our old chum, Benjamin. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.